Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them end. Ah, Star Wars. If they should bar wars, please let these Star Wars stay. How about that nutty Star Wars bar? Can you forget all the creatures in there? And hey, Darth Vader in that black and evil mask, did he scare you as much as he scared me? Ah! Star Wars! Those near in Star Wars! My seventh winner up here! Star Wars! People of Earth, if you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. <laughs> Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, your host, Darth McCaw! <laughs> yes, give in. Uh, this is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com, and we are podcasting on Wednesday, September 9th, from the Seven Stars Bar and Grill in San Jose, California, because even though it's a Wednesday, we're going to be talking about a Friday. At any rate, of course, if you are listening to us, you've probably picked us up on iTunes, where you can rate us. Please give, uh, give us a... How many stars is it? Five? Is that Five. Does that make it payola if we actually ask them to do that? No, only if we pay them. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, we can't do that yet. But please, if you rate us, maybe we could uh, get enough listeners that uh, you know we could. Anyway, uh, rate us, review us, tell your friends. Are you saying if we get enough listeners, we can start paying our listeners? Maybe. But it's got a, it's, it's volume. It's sheer volume. It sounds it's, like a pyramid scheme. It might be. Anyway, you can do the same on the Stitcher app. Which you can also use to listen to the Fanboy Planet podcast through www.fanboyplanet.com, where we have a page for each and every podcast in the last, oh, what year have we decided that? About a year. About a year's worth, which also includes Amazon links to items that we discuss or related to things that we discuss on the podcast. So if you are curious to pick up an item, you can do so there. If you cannot find it at your local brick-and-mortar store, we do believe in supporting small businesses first. And we are a small business ourselves, and therefore, we would say, if anything else, you can go to PayPal, which is right there on each and every page, and you can donate a little money to help pay for hosting. I like the fact that we support Oompa Loompa and Ewok-based businesses. We absolutely do. Although that does, well, there might be some other moral issues involved with that. Are the Oompa Loompas there of their own free will? Yes. Yes, they are. Yes. yes. We're good. And Ewoks, They run the place. Pretty much. Pretty much. I, why hasn't anybody ever done it that way? That Willy Wonka is he's like he's going, a slave. help, 
Let me out. Treat me. There's no earthly way of knowing. Anyway, uh, and of course, if you have any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism, write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. In addition to myself here, we are at Seven Stars with a variety of people you heard up front. All men in Los Angeles. Five Nate Skywalker Gusta. What? Why are you a Skywalker? And anyway, <laughs> who isn't a Skywalker? Skywalker. All right. Uh, it depends on what he's had to drink tonight. And a special guest, I guess we'd call the specific Star Wars correspondent. Drew Campbell. And, of course, manning the board and everything here at the folding table. I am Rick Brett Snyder. There we go. So let us begin. I'm going to start tonight with why we have Drew here. Up top, our top story tonight is that even though it is Wednesday, on Friday it was... Horse Friday. It was Christmas in September. It was. Was it? Except, well, like Christmas, you probably spent a lot of money. It, it certainly felt like the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. It was Horse it Friday, was, Black Friday. It was very similar. Sleepless it was, Friday. There was a lot less fights. Yes. It was, uh, Star Wars fans were very polite. Um, at least where you were. Well, that was okay. nice of them. At least, at, yeah, at least where we were. I'd, I'd heard reports from Australia, Australia that things was were awful. Australia bad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, Thursday evening, 7.30 p.m., I got to our local Target. Uh, Rick joined me shortly thereafter. Uh, I managed to be third in line by the time midnight rolled around. Uh, I think that was about 15th. I think I was I was 14th, so you were 13th. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Not that I was counting. But to be fair, the two Every people... Every 10 minutes. To, to be fair, the people ahead of us had uh, more people join them. So did I, uh, and so did we, so... Uh, I can't really. How speak many were Ill. in your party ultimately? Because I know Jason Salazar. Four, five you. ultimately. You, me, Jason, Tom, Tom. Oh, I guess oh, it was Tom just four. Shamrell. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Shamrell. All I, right. I can't count. Um, We've established that's not any of our skills here. Yeah. We're here because we're pretty, Drew. Yes. Okay. Well, what was that, Nate? I said you still haven't slept. You've been playing with BB-8. That's true. <laughs> so. Um, Unfortunately, Target doesn't carry the Sphero BB-8, which was my Which we figured grail. out like 20 minutes before they opened. Wait yeah. a minute, wait or a minute. They... Why didn't... Because that was, as you said earlier off the air, that was the Holy Grail. Like, that was my Holy every, Grail. Well, not just yours. I think at Everybody's, one point yeah. I opened my Facebook page and literally eight posts in a row were different people going, I got the BB-8. There were two different BB-8s. There's a small They one. had one of them. That, that that, was which is a Target exclusive. It's right. a remote control BB-8, but it's made by Hasbro. It's uh, it doesn't a little have the larger. Gyrosc- it doesn't it's have not as good a gyroscope. It's a little wobblier. It's just not. Yeah. It, it's a toy. The head comes off to real a, easy. A really nice robot. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nice robot. It is a nice. At any rate. So um, it's a robot to call your own. So Target handled it very well. The line was inside; it was very organized. If they had thought it out, they had taped off the line ahead of time because they ran it back and forth between pretty much. Un- we were in the juice aisle. We were we were right next to the juice boxes. Yeah, and uh, it went all the way through. Unfortunately, the next <laughs> aisle over was the hard alcohol, and that's where I really wanted yeah, to yeah. be. Um, but uh, they they organized it very well. Everybody, all the staffers were very friendly. Um, the the giant security guy whose name I cannot remember Dean was it I think it was Dean yeah it was like it was, was like one of the musketeers it was, one of the was amazing uh, he, he he looked like a Hulk and uh, it was it was and we were peeking around the corner as they un, unpacked the boxes and put them on the shelves you could just see one part of one of the shelves yeah did they have it draped off or anything like that no they because they when they closed the Target at ten ish 
they no. that's when they started putting stuff up. It hadn't, oh, okay. So it hadn't been converted. So, they so converted we were in it. other aisles further down from where so the So they had aisle. you lined up, but the Target itself was closed they off. They really only had four aisles of merchandise. Two. I mean, they had no, no. four sides. It was yeah, two four aisles. Sides. Four two, sides. Two, okay. and, and one of them was 95% children's Halloween costumes. Plus end caps. And, and those plus, huge plus bikes. And, and we didn't actually appreciate how, how cool those bikes were. Those bikes were amazing. The the. the the, the tire huge tires, like on these five inch in like diameter, huge, uh, just enormous tires on those bikes. Were they Star Wars themed bikes? Yes. Oh, yeah, no, they were Darth Vader, dark and, one and a light one. Yeah, and uh, they were uh, low slung, and, and yeah, they were very nice. Yeah, um, so they let us Seven go speeds. in in uh, in groups. Mm-hmm. So I think it was probably about twenty five of us to thirty of us. The first group that and went we through. cleared all the good stuff out right then. Pretty much um, the. Amount of stock that was out was pitiful, and that was the, that's the thing I, I but heard. The, I have heard complained that about everywhere is that they put out a very limited amount of stock, especially for the number of people they had up there. We got what we came for, um, for the most part. I, I think yeah. even our our first group, you know, not everybody that wanted a Captain Phasma action figure got one. You know, um, right. I got everything I wanted. I have no complaints. But as we were leaving the Star Wars section to go pay for our booty, uh, we were looking at the end of the line thinking, there's no way that these people are going to get Those anything. people were all going to get Star Wars chicken noodle soup yep. and mac Plenty and cheese Campbell packages. Soup. And it turned out to be pretty accurate. Uh, everybody that was in line was in a raffle for a giant chewy uh, stuff for three giant stuffed chewy uh, Mm -hmm. figures and they were beautiful they were shaped kind of like the character from the warner brothers uh from the uh yeah warner brothers cartoons um sweetums no not sweetums um the um, monster but i know what you mean the orange monster with sneakers on right 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 uh giant headed because i always want to say sweetums that i know that's wrong that's right but that's the only i can remember gossamer 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 that was it Right. So they, yeah, they were shaped in like a chewy shouting gossamer. Us at, at home, yes, it's gossamer. It's gossamer. We got it. Don't tweet. Um, so no tweet. Go ahead. Well, at just fanboy planet. Yes, absolutely. Tweet at fanboy planet. Just don't complain about gossamer. Anyway, getting off off base here. Um, so they did the uh, the drawing for these three giant chewies, which was great. And I looked over at, at a fellow fan, and he was cradling in his arms a set of four. Star Wars pint glasses, and I know that's not what he showed up to Target no, to no. buy, but he got them. Yeah, um, they had a lot so of T-shirts. They had a lot of T-shirts. Sizes I hadn't seen all, before. All, a lot of cool T-shirts. And the none of them in adult sizes. And I got, I got an adult XL of this of the retro '80s Star Wars with oh, right. all four of the main characters. On which, it. which for a Force Awakens uh, thing, yeah, well, having a New Hope shirt out was kind of odd. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, hey, they got uh, steel books to uh, sell in a month. That's so. true. That's true. They did still have the voice changing um, helmets. They had some of those. And jeez, uh, what what stuff did last? Uh, the soup. The soup the lasted. Soup lasted. <laughs> the three D lights <laughs> lasted. <laughs> um, Which, just by because hey, post apocalypse, those are going to be gold. Yeah. Well, some the of them are fl- currently because they're three PO chicken noodle soup. Um, the bikes lasted. With a red arm floating the, in the middle. The premium small ships lasted quite a while. The the box. Oh uh, right, right. The micro machines yeah. were were doing pretty well. Um, the Furbies all sold out immediately. 
the the furbacas. Furbacas sold out immediately. And I I'm got disappointed one. you didn't bring it with you tonight. I'm sorry, I should have that would have been a total audio thing. It would have been. I, I wouldn't have known which to look at, Drew or the furbaca. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of similarities the there. Thing, the thing they didn't Drew have, Baca. the thing they didn't have that I found at Target the next day was the Lupin Chewy game. Which oh, is yeah. which is a variation on a, on a very famous German to English uh, game called Lupin Louie. which you um, can read Rick's article on FanboyPlanet.com currently. Yes, true, and uh, that that was a, a very pleasant surprise. the The other thing they didn't promote very well at that one was the uh, Disney Infinity figures that, from uh, Star Wars. I think because they'd already been out for a few days, it yeah. wasn't the same kind of. Push, but they had they had them at other. When I went to other targets, they had had them up in that same area. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. They were there. They they just weren't plentiful because most of them don't have a street date until what, yeah. two weeks from now. So, yeah. question: yeah, it's, it's just the rebel stuff. Yeah, and yes, Nate. depending on the did, store you go to. Did the uh, Millennium Falcon drone come out yet? Yes, uh, the quadcopter. Yeah, that's out and and pricey, but very cool. Was that was that there? It was. And the Airhog uh, X-Wing. Who got one? I, I, did, I did not buy one. I don't think anybody in our group bought one because it's pretty expensive. Seven Stars oh. Bar and Grill a, owner a, Paul Cunha did mention that he got the smaller version. He got a single rotor, single uh, rotor one. one. They've got two. They look very similar. The uh, As far as a quadcopter goes, it's not terribly expensive. It's $100. 109. I, I thought it was like 120 and stuff. No, but when I had 150 to spend on a rope, I had 150 to spend on a robot. I had yeah. to, you know, budget here. I just spent, tell us again I spent, what that I spent, robot does. I spent, was worth I spent 80 on a Furby. Come on. <laughs> Those Furbies are 80 bucks. Yeah, the Furbaca is 80. dollars So really, I mean, 120 for a Millennium Falcon that flies by remote control. That's silly. You can't. But see, 80 bucks for a no, true, I didn't, for a I didn't say it was silly. True is fighting his inner demons right now. Don't help. The, I didn't. I didn't say it was silly. I just said it's you know prioritizing my purchases. Yes. 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 Um. I believe the quadcopter to be overpriced for what you get. Um, what did it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so moving on. That's what the Furbaca sounds like. Is it? Yeah. I believe that. A little bit. I refuse to know. <laughs> so moving on. Uh, after uh, the huge party that was Target, uh, Jason Salazar. Was I went to on, home on and went to yeah. sleep. Yeah. Rick, Rick decided to turn into a pumpkin. Uh, and Jason and I decided that I we were going to do it all entirely. We decided we're gonna to get that damn BB-8. That's right. So we decided we were going to be at the Disney store at six a.m. Quiet. I'm hunting BB-8. We're going to hit the Disney store at six a.m. when they opened. We knew the Disney stores carried the the Sphero BB-8. It was our holy grail. We had to have one. So uh, breakfast at Denny's and then headed over to the local mall at four in the morning to get in line for the Disney store. Turned out. We were still early, so four in the morning, there was one person in line. You? No, before us. Oh, before you. Before us. So when we entered the mall, interestingly enough, uh, we passed a uh, store called Marbles, which I had never heard of before. I've never heard of this. It's it's a pretty neat store. It's like science education toys for okay. children. Okay. Um, and it's it's kind of it, it's pretty cool, just from the looks of it. And then we uh, we hit. Uh, they had a huge 
this is the droid you're looking for, BB-8, stand-up, with the boxes displayed and everything. So we knew that at 10 o'clock when that place opened, we'd be able to get one if we couldn't get one at Disney Store. So there was one gentleman in line before we got there, um, and uh, pretty soon that the three of us turned into about eight, and that's when we decided we'd better line up. Otherwise, the ninth person was going to suggest that they were first in line just because we were kind of clumped and talking. Right, right. You couldn't count on courtesy. Exactly. Yeah. We, 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 we reached maximum capacity for when somebody was going to be a jerk. So we got in line about quarter to five. The first Disney employee showed up and opened the door and turned on the lights and stuff. P- pushing uh, five o'clock, however, the same employee came out and asked the, at this point, about 12 of us. How many of us that were there for the Sphero BB-8? <laughs> At which point, about half of us raised yeah, our hand. Yeah. So it wasn't as, it wasn't unanimous as I thought it would be. And he announced to us that the Valley Fair San Jose California Disney Store is the only Disney store in the entirety of the Bay Area to not get a shipment of the Sphero BB-8. Nice. <laughs> so you rushed over so, the marbles. But, but that, the, uh, that another store would, and at that point, we just kind of looked at each other and said, well, let's go in to get whatever the exclusives that Did they the Disney store handles. They opened at 6. Okay. Um, so while we were in waiting in line, I wandered by where the marble store was and had pretty much decided I was just going to stand there until 10 o'clock. Well, the, the lights were on in, in the marble store, and this is at uh, about 5 o'clock. And there was a guy at the cash register, and he looked. He saw me. He waved. I kind of motioned to him, are, are you open? He, he, he showed me fingers and said 5.30. So at 5 o'clock, I'm like, oh, geez, we're going to go. Shortest line ever. Right. Nobody's there. So I ran over, told Jason, they've got them. They're opening at 5.30 for us. Let's not tell anybody and go over here and make sure we get them. Because <laughs> apparently... You'd reach the maximum capacity for jerks. Oh yeah, <laughs> right? absolutely. There were after I eight, Drew one first. goes bad. <laughs> Actually, the first the guy that was there first, we I, t- I t- let him know they were opening at five thirty as well. Um, so at this Man point, and for others, Drew Campbell. That's right. That's right. I'm not a complete cad. I'm mostly a cad. Uh, cad Bane. <laughs> um. So I went over, uh, a gal that worked at, at the, the marble store showed up for work. Her manager opened the door. I said, really? I, I can't believe it. I thought you were opening at 10. He said, nah, we're fans too. Oh, what the hell? Come on in. Wow. So he actually opened at 515 for us. And uh, I got the first BB-8. Jason got the second. Our, our friend in line got the third. And then we announced it to the line. Now, they had about 48 in stock at this store. There was only 30 people in line. Everybody who wanted one got one. Um, The Disney employees came out and made sure that anybody who showed up late to the line knew that Marbles was open and had them in stock. Everybody was fantastic. Uh, The the Disney uh, store employees, I had never had interaction with, with those folks before. Just fantastic. Just as great as the folks at Disneyland. I think they Disneyland. go to a training at that, uh, for I, that store as I'm well. I'm certain they do. Yeah. For a Disney store? Yeah. 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 You've got to be a cast. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're they're amazing. Yeah. My um, friend uh, Zamira's son uh, worked there for a while. Not, not at the... Uh, not at the yeah, I'm not sure if they have the same relationship to Disney that they used to. I think somebody else runs it, but they still have the same rules. Yeah. yeah. So. 
So I highly recommend uh, Disney stores and Marbles. The, the the folks at Marbles were just fantastic, and it's a neat little store. I got to so. check out this Marbles. Yeah, I'm check it out. I it's really go fun. To Valley Fair, but that sounds really fun. Yeah. Cool. So uh, that was the Force Friday experience. I got very excited while we were waiting in line because as soon as it hit midnight in New York, not only was everybody in line trying to buy BB-8 online, but also uh, my Kindle immediately started getting all yeah, I was of gonna, the new I, I wanted to make, make sure we got that because his Kindle every now and then would download a new book and he'd do a happy dance. That's true. Download a new book like you had it set to just every. I pre- I had pre-ordered, pre-ordered all of the all five of the novels. So when they got released, they immediately Friday. got downloaded to do a Kindle. Kindle. That's <laughs> the way it works. So that's awesome. Around nine o'clock, I started getting emails. And you got all the young adult stuff too. I got so I got like six the of four, them right there. There's there's five there's five books. There was Aftermath. There's three. Uh, there's a Luke Han, a Luke, a Leia. Luke Han and Chewie and a Leia, oh, and, a and then Lost Stars, which is uh, a side story. And oh yeah, okay. um, which I hear wonderful things about. I haven't gotten to crack yet because okay. I wanted to get Aftermath in there right off. The I bat. like the fact you refer to it as crack. Yes, <laughs> indeed, <laughs> indeed. And if you, by the way, uh, just again to point to the website, oh, we lucked out in that someone was at the Times Square Toys R Us where they'd set up an exhibit on the history of Star Wars toys as well and really did a party. Steve Sansweet was there. So Sansweet, we have, yeah. if you go to fanboyplanet.com, there is a photo gallery of the exhibit as well as Steve Sansweet and, uh, and, some of, and some of the ways that Toys R Us, which foolishly, and that's not Toys R Us's fault, but Times Square's lease has gone exorbitant, is going to be replaced by a gap as Toys R Us moves out of Times Square and do some other New York real estate. Because Welcome to the World of Pants is yes. so much better than Welcome to a World of Toys in Times Square. Actually, one thing that I, I we didn't comment on, but I think one of the really unspoken collector's items from that night, no one's folder? expecting. No, 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 no. The bag that Target had. Yeah. It was a cloth bag, black with, with an outline of... They they used they had a, a star pattern right star so pattern. they made silhouettes uh, for stormtroopers and I think there was a Yoda? chewy one okay um, I, I, I got a stormtrooper I don't remember what I the can, other ones were people are just going to take those home and throw them away or use them for use them for um, but they're, shopping they're, or whatever they're real nice bags they're yeah. very nice bags and I think that's going to be the the okay the then I'm going to sleeper ask, I'm going to ask because you have the frame of reference that maybe Drew does not is. Nate? Nate? Yes, hello. Are you going to the bathroom, Nate? No. Thank God, but we can hear all of it. It did sound... Boy, you scared... Sound like this? You scared us. Yes. Are you washing your plates out? <laughs> Are you taking a bath through this podcast? <laughs> yes, I'm in the bathtub. Sorry, guys. Well, damn it! <laughs> you could at least sing Rubber Ducky. That is the last Something. thing I ever wanted to picture. No, uh, anyway... Between the the bags that come at Comic-Con versus right. the bag that came at D23, which was also provided by Target, right. how, how kinda, what kind of quality does that fit in between? So the Comic-Con bags have a, have a couple of markets. There's just the standard straight-up collectors of them. And then no, no, I mean quality of the bag. I don't care oh, the about quality the market. Of the bag? These, were, these were good cloth-quality bags where you could reuse them for shopping for a couple of years, I, I would Absolutely. expect. Absolutely. As opposed to the comic book, uh, Comic-Con bags, which at least 
I wouldn't trust them after a week's worth of use. I think some of the things with those of it is it more about the fashions that people use with them. Right, so that was what to say. The, the, the Comic-Con bags have a secondary market for people who want to use them as fabric for yeah. making dresses or vests or things but like that. But this is a solid bag you can reuse. Yeah, this is just, I, you wouldn't want to make a vest or anything out of this bag, but it's definitely a Star Wars collectible memorabilia of that event. This, this bag is about the same quality as the ones that you spend a dollar for okay. at, at Trader Joe's. But overall, yeah. you know, I was at a... Uh, it's a nice one. I was at a party on Sunday talking about um, Force Friday, and so it, 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 many of the guests had gone. Right. You know, and I say, and how crowded it was, how crazy it, it seemed, and like, uh, you know, one friend was saying, but you know, you're still going to be able to get this stuff. And I said, it's more like, to me, this is the conventionizing of everything. Because sure. this was this big event. You even got the collector's bag, like... Which I didn't realize, but you know, like you would, if you go to Comic Con, you got that bag. You go to Force Friday, you've got that Force Friday bag. You get to be the one to say, "I, I have it five days before." Although your local yeah. comic book store today is Wookie Wednesday, so all the stuff is available sure. uh, there. But it, it's still and and it's just interesting. And I actually went back to Target on Saturday for their light, uh, for their lunchbox giveaway. I didn't hear about that until I saw you on Facebook. Yeah, they had a they had a. Oh, that's uh, where you got that from. Okay. Yeah, it was a Target lunchbox giveaway. It's just a cheap thermos lunchbox, but it was you know it says Star Wars on it next yeah. to a big Target logo, so you can keep your goldfish in there. That's right. Open it, snack. That's right. Levitate a mile. So yeah, um, so after Force Friday, uh, naturally uh, by the end of the weekend. Uh, a lot of the fans had uh, read the Star Wars Aftermath novel. Yes, let's transition. We are now talking about because this is the beginning of the, I'm not going to spoil your book. It's, uh, we call that the Journey, Journey to, the, to Force the Force Awakens onslaught. Yes, yes. And that's what all five of those novels were right. all Journey to the Force Awakens. Um, Did only one get of them aimed at adults. Today? Yes, we'll be talking about that in a bit, Nate. So, uh, a lot of controversy with regard to this Chuck Wendig novel. Uh, uh, novel, uh, and first, you've, you've read it all the way through. I have. I finished it. Sunday. I've only gotten a couple of chapters in. Yeah, I, I pretty much spent the weekend uh, going through it. A um, lot of lot of complaints online uh, from uh, the Star Wars equivalent of the sad puppies movement. Um, first off, uh, all of a sudden, a lot of people care about tents in, in, in their literature. Uh, the you know, this ruined the uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band novelization for me, so I understand. <laughs> well, I, I actually agree with, uh, with the complaints <laughs> about the, the, the book. It is in present tense, which is different for, for Star Wars. It can be difficult. I personally do not care for present tense. However, that's a very small mark against the book as far as I'm concerned. A lot of, They're bigger uh, marks. A lot of, a lot of uh, folks on the Internet are making a much bigger deal out of it. And they have unfortunately organized um, to leave a, a whole bunch of one-star reviews for this book on Amazon. You know what saddens me is that is that yeah, you describe this as the Star Wars version of the Sad Puppies. Yeah. That this got so big that we can say that and not have to explain... Now, like sad sad puppies. Puppies. I just, I'd assumed you guys no, no, had we talked about su- no, sad no, no, puppies no. We, before. I, we so, yeah. A little bit, but I'm saying, and, and Newsweek has, and Time has, and it's sure. been all over the place. And it just bothers, you know, it just saddens me as a, as a non-sad puppy that, you know, we've got these almost cute name. It's become shorthand for, to me, small-minded. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is all part of the same mentality that the Gamer Gators were and, and yeah. are or whatever. 
Um, so, so that was one complaint. They banded together to leave all these one these one star reviews on Amazon, which actually don't doesn't even hurt the book that much. Uh, Chuck Wendig posted a beautiful blog uh, about the reaction. A lot of people have really enjoyed the book. Um, there's been a lot of complaints that there happened to be three gay, three gay characters in this in this book. Not that, it, and it's not even the first gay character that's appeared in a Star Wars book. Um, and the only thing I can say to that, and I want I want I spent a lot of time thinking about it because I knew that was going to be a, a, a big hot button issue for a lot of idiots on online. And I did find it a little jarring when I read it that I'm like, oh, okay, that person's gay. And I was trying to figure out why that that yes. Before you turn off this me. podcast, listening and and you know throw your iPod across the room, Drew has an issue that has nothing to do with what you think it does. It so does. Let him it doesn't it. have an issue, and, and and because there haven't been gay characters in science fiction a lot of the time, especially in Star Wars, and so when you run into something for the first time, it. It takes pause, and I wanted to. I wanted to point out that if we had more gay characters in more media and more normalized, then that wouldn't even be an issue. I think there's an int- interesting thing about the Star Wars universe is you have humanoid characters in it, and you have alien characters, and, and they can get together, no and, problem. No, no, but but and in some of the novels, I would not, love to date a Twi'lek. Not mm. in any of the movies. It they talk about how the Empire doesn't trust the alien, the non-humanoid races right. to, to hold position. That's the whole thing about um, uh, Tharn, is that he's like noteworthy. Thrawn. Because Thrawn. Because he's a noteworthy alien in an admiral, admiral position because unheard of. And well, well that's, that's now Legends, too. So. Right. And if but, I can go back to, you can say um, I can't believe I'm actually going to reference Phantom Menace here. Yeah. Uh, but I, again, it was a conversation I had on Sunday. That, like, Natalie Portman tried to inject something, you could tell acting wise, from her spin on a line, that there's clearly, on Naboo, there is a racial tension between the Gungans and the humanoids. Right. Absolutely. And, and she's the only one who, actor, who gets to say something that makes it almost seem like, oh, we're about to have this movie be about something. But, yeah. within, but within the humanoid races, the humanoid. You never hear anyone say, "Well, he's like." You can't say African. You can't say. I mean, you could say black, but they don't even reference uh, a, a a name for the different ra- races. They don't. They don't. There's no. Because I assumed it was no, always from what planet you were from. Yeah. It, it, yeah. That's that's the species. It's you know, uh, Corellian or, or right. Right. From, you know that there's Mandalorians and there's Corellians. Those but there's the never a, there's never a humanoid race. Coruscanti, there's never a Alderanian. skin tone or a or, or a differentiating of humanoid course, factor. Uh, to uh, to attack Star Wars for that, you may notice there aren't that many of other colors. In right. the films, which is being fixed in a Force Awakens, sure. no, uh, yeah. no, and, and Rogue One, do and yeah. well, well overdue. Yes. But just to, you know, to say that one reason it's not an issue is because there isn't anyone to have an issue with to, to have the conversation about, right? So, so yeah, it just it just it struck me odd that it was such Lando. vitriol online about that. One. And then the other thing the four, four that that everybody was complaining about is that it it's the new canon. It's the first post-Jedi canon we've gotten, right? and it supersedes... It's the first thing to really completely yeah. supersede the old uh, expanding universe, which is now Legends. So, this now happened. Truce of Bakura did not Never happen. Yeah. And if you ask me, that's a good thing. Um, 
take away what you know read the novel take away with what you want but you know if you don't like it on its own merits that's fine if you didn't enjoy the story that's fine but if you if i i, I just want to back up chuck wendig on it not that i'm anything to write home about but if you don't like this book because there's three gay, gay characters in it get out of my fandom yeah and get ready for the next two books in the series yeah exactly is it a trilogy? This is apparently the start of a trilogy. All right. Barnes & Noble closes at 10. I hear, <laughs> and if you have problems with present tense books like I do, I've heard that the audiobook version of it is much more digestible. Interesting. So I think the next two books I'm, gonna, I'm going to listen to and I haven't, read. I haven't checked this one for this edition. I, I bought the hardback through Amazon. Um, but Amazon is doing a lot more where if you buy the kindle version of a of a book you can pay a couple dollars more and get the audible version as well right and usually the the sum of those two is like half of what it would cost just to go out and buy the audible version so that's just an amazing uh, hmm. amazing deal if you're looking for i that. don't know if that's available yet or and not. they do they do do good production um, they do do they do, do. <laughs> i said do do <laughs> Um, and they, the other the other four books that the, that were released are, are getting quite good reviews. They're young adult novels, but they uh, all four young adult novels. All four young adult novels. Um, the three that take place during the original trilogy, the Luke, the Leia book, and the Han and Chewie book, um, are all uh, bookended by uh, Force Awakens era vignettes. I've only started one of them, and it starts off with a Force Awakens era three PO. Telling a story, a story about oh. when Luke uses used his lightsaber for the first time. Okay, so that's pretty cool, and I've been hearing just Ray reviews about Lost Stars, which is uh, takes place I, I, from apparently, and I'm, unfortunately, I don't know for sure. Apparently, over decades that leads up to Force Awakens. So that, uh, it's been getting amazing reviews. I'm looking forward to opening that. Okay, up. well, when you've read them, yeah, we'll bring you back. Sounds good. And uh, you can Homework. talk about the books. I mean, because, you know, this is what? There's like 30 books coming, if you count the comics as well, that's going to catch well, you need December to, you, 18th. You need to also count the sticker books oh, and no, the I'm activity counting, books. Oh, no, I'm I'm saying all the actual yeah. hardcore revelations will be in sticker books and coloring books. Well, of There's course no they are. It's going to be... Naturally. It's one reason, actually, and you, can, you guys can venture other, that I didn't want to get anything from Force Awakens is... I don't want anything to color my understanding of what's going on. You know, I, I don't want to know anything from it, even an action don't figure. Don't buy the coloring books. Huh? I'm, I'm not going to. I, I can't stay within the lines anyway. It's a waste. But, I, you know, that I don't really want to know what's happening in Force Awakens from a character description. I just want to right. let that. They have been incredibly good at telling you nothing. Oh, good. Okay. It's like because the, on the other hand, I do want to the action, action fi figure. The action figure of Captain Phasma says, "You know, Phasma leads the First Order stormtroopers into battle." Okay, I get that. Uh, yeah, we we knew that. Um, I, and you see the Kylo Kylo Ren is a dark side user with a lightsaber. And did you see the costume controversy on Cap, on Captain Phasma? I did see the costume controversy. That the costumes say boy the, costumes. And oh, Phasma, that one. Yeah, and that Phasma one too, yeah. is a woman. What? Yeah, there's there's Lynn Christie. And see, I've been avoiding spoilers, Derek. Yeah, <laughs> you were at D twenty three with her. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, the 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 boys Captain Phasma costume. Yeah, it's hysterical. And the, the other the other 
controversy with that was the comment that somebody left on a picture of of Captain Phasma on Star Wars's Facebook page said something about, about you can't not even tell like female yeah, armor. That's right. not that's not woman's armor. I can't tell there's a woman under there. And I I, I wish I could remember the quote because uh, Star, Star Wars Star Wars dot com look for it right now. Yeah, do do so, Nick, because the the response that the social media folks at Star Wars. Uh, gave to this guy was priceless, and yeah. it just shot him down. It was gorgeous. Wow. Yeah. Well, so cool. favorite toy is is going to oh, be the sphere, the sphere OBB eight without a doubt. Second favorite toy. Uh, second favorite toy. Well, so you're going to say for Baca, aren't you? No, I'm not you. going to say for Baca because I play X Wing the Miniatures game. And, uh, and with this and with Force it? Friday, there played? was a, uh, a release of the second version of the core set for that with all new Force Awakens ships and uh, a, a bunch of upgrades to the existing game. So, okay. okay. I picked that up. I too. got it when you're ready. Go. Okay, go ahead, man. So the person's comment was not to be sexist, but it's really hard to tell that's female armor for me. Star Wars' response was it's armor on a woman. It doesn't have to look feminine. <laughs> there's, there's never been a, a statement that starts out with "not to be sexist", sexist that but. isn't sexist. <laughs> sort of like "not to be racist." Yeah. Not but. to be racist. Why but. isn't she wearing a well, chainmail bikini? Yeah. I'm a taxpayer, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. exactly. I mean, but to be fair, does Brianna Tarth wear feminine armor? No, no. Um, but you know, to be fair, there is a whole generation that you know they they're used to Slave Girl Leia, which was you know, of its time. We've moved on, and China. Yeah, wow. You no, know, I mean, I've seen enough male Slave Girl Leias now that it, 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 that one's ruined. If there was any le- thing left on that one, it's, it's I gone. think Friends killed that one. I th- really, is no, no. Christina Pickles is hot. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so. Ah, yeah. So that was your Force Friday report. There was the Force Friday report. <laughs> Long winded, <laughs> though it may no, be. No, no, because we wanted, you know, we wanted to know. You enjoyed the convention, <laughs> the convention atmosphere, the carnival atmosphere. It was it. a blast. Uh, in fact, uh, Jason was commenting that he had never seen me quite so giddy, and I really was. By the time that they pulled the rope he down was to let us literally in, literally pogoing. I was, in the I aisle. was, I was jumping up and down, and <gasps> you can't see me. <laughs> I know am, that I am a big guy. Funny. If you guys had told me that that was what was going to happen, I might have come. Not to buy a doggone thing, but just, just to see Drew Pogo. Oh, I was very excited. And we should talk. It's it's there or the They Might Be Giants concert. It's the only time you're going to see it. So Interesting. Uh, we did talk about that there are Star Wars things out through Infinity, and we really haven't talked about that because right. uh, the Twilight of the Republic game came out as the starter set, but the Rise of the Empire, unless you have a PlayStation doesn't come out until the end of the month right and then it, as it, rick's played it uh, as well is that you know they tell you what all when you walk around in the game they'll tell you what other uh, other sets there are which right. they did announce there is a force Awakens set right that will be coming in november December. no i thought it was november, november. i thought it was, i thought no. it was with the movie but i don't remember sure that i, I have again. a list there's a bunch of Infinity stuff so coming out in november some. that's yeah, when the light a, the light up lightsabers and stuff or. which really irritates me because they could have made these just light up and it would have been fine. Yeah, you need to get two Darth Vaders that look identical except one lights up. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Unfortunately, uh, well. that's the problem. I tried, so I, I actually decided to... I, I've been putting off Infinity, but now that they got Star Wars Infinity, I kind of have to get them. 
Target was doing the, the two for 20 sale, so I figured yeah, I'll right. just get them all. They had uh, a bunch of figures out. I grabbed them all. On, oh, we, uh, lo- we lost Nate, and he's coming back in oh, now. here's Nate. Are you Hello, there? Nate. Hi, guys. There we go. Okay. So, uh, wait, yeah, so you so saw I, I, Disney Infinity Target. Disney Infinity Target, I got a bunch of the figures. I went up, and they put them out early. Apparently, they can't sell the Rebels figures at Target until the 20th. So, but I have them all. Did you get them at Target? Uh, because they, twice, two days in a row, they'd put them out on the pegs, and I tried to buy them, and they wouldn't let me. They have the, is it Target that has the the woman, the young? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah they, would, uh, they would not Sabine. sell me. Sabine. Sabine, Sabine. Sabine was ex- is exclusive to Target right. until the 20th. Uh, the uh, the Ezra, Kanan, and Zeb, they would okay, not sell no, me. No, and that's why. I got Ezra Because they're, they're exclusive. Ezra is exclusive to Toys R Us. Kanan is exclusive to Walmart. Ah, that's it. And uh, and uh, Zeb. Zeb is exclusive to GameStop. Ah, until the 20th. Until the 20th. And that's why. It's not because yeah, it, it's... I thought, it, their com- I thought their computer was screwed because right. I knew everything was released. No, the rebels were split up among the stores, so you'd go to each one. Of course, which I, I may have. And done. you can't get a deal on them because you're buying singles. Singles, you can't get no, two can. for twenty. But but you can. Get, but you get the deals whatever other places. So like Toys R Us on opening day, right? For Infinity or launch day, let's not call it opening day. That's embarrassing. It's like baseball. It's not a sport. No, it is a sport. Uh, but it was uh, buy one get one fifty percent off, and your Star Wars figures. It was buy one get one fifty percent off if you were buying a playset, nope. uh, not a. Uh, nope. No. Nope. Well, that's what it is now because I saw those stickers up there. That may there. be, but I, I bought uh, Luke and I already got it at, at GameStop, and we went over and we got two. Uh, the boy Ezra. We bought Ezra. We bought two Ezra. Okay. For the price of one and a half, so they had a thing where there were two for twenty at Target. At Target, right? right. Yeah, but yeah. they don't have. But Target only had. <laughs> but they Sabine, had three figures, right. you know. But they had everything else. They had Yoda, Obi Wan, and then and Best, Sabine. Best Buy has uh, has Mulan, which I would be very intrigued to know how well that's worked out for Best Buy as the exclusive if everybody else got Rebels. Yeah, <laughs> Star Wars, Star Wars, I, Star and Wars. No offense, because Mulan's Mulan. probably going to be really cool, but uh, that one I don't Absolutely. have yet. Um, because I live, in, did, you know, did you get the Tron figures? I, I got, uh, I got Sam. We okay. got, uh, we got Sam at uh, D twenty three. They Cora and Cora's at Cora's at Target. Cora's yeah. not exclusive. She's everywhere. Right. I just, I'm just not buying them all at once because I'm waiting for those sales. And then the two for twenty, I went and, did, and picked up a couple two because I thought, oh yeah, I haven't bought all those. Yeah, I went ahead and bought all of the inside out ones because uh, Amazon. Because Amazon has the exclusive on fear, and they had a bundle for sixty five dollars playset and the three right, additional right, figures. Right. So that was a pretty. good Oh, deal. that's actually really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I yeah I've just resisted because I know I look at all the sales that have gone on two point and I'm like in a month. Lego Dimensions is going to come out, and the oh. Infinity figures are going to be down again. You know, which I mean, they lowered the price on 3.0 in the first place as a starter kit because they knew Dimensions is coming. Right. Yeah. My my wife saw the two for twenty and said, "Yeah, go ahead and do it." So I tried. That is so sweet. But that is so sweet. Well, let's move next, in. next time. There's a sale. Let's move into the regular stuff of the of the week. Uh, to get comics, uh, I do want to just mention. Okay, we had Force Friday on September 26th, uh, and apparently now every September, uh, as long as society and civilization still stands, 
It's September 26th is Batman Day. We had a Batman Day last year in July to coincide with Comic-Con for the 75th anniversary. DC is making it an annual event. Which, Smart. of course, means yeah. we will uh, you know, open up our bat caves, air them out, uh, yeah. you know, put on the ceremonial cape and cowl, and go out and fight crime every night. So uh, I'm waiting for the T-shirt. I saw the Facebook meme that said, if we do have to get an insane billionaire for president in 2016, vote Batman. I, I want that really badly. I will. That will be my bumper sticker. That's who I'm supporting. I'd vote Lex Luthor before Fanboy Planet endorses... Well, we have a little schism within, do we? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Rick Brechneider is evil incarnate. No, apparently. I, let me finish my sentence. Before he, he, I will went, make the, he will before make the light rail run on before time. Before I would go for the orange guy, I'd go Lex Luthor. The thing is running? Yes. Okay. The thing from New York. So what does Batman Day entail? Uh, merchandise. Like, like Force Friday, a chance to go in and buy all the Batman merchandise you previously haven't had. They've had some. They've had some giveaways. They had masks and stuff. Paper last masks. Time and and are they releasing activities. new product on that day? They're always releasing new product. Uh, Batman is Eternal, well, which you can that. buy. Batman Eternal as a set of uh, trade paperbacks. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they're launching Batman and Robin Eternal as a weekly now. Oh, cool! So, all Damien all the time. Oh I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I do and I don't because I'll be buying it weekly. And uh, you know, every time I go, I'm going to cut my budget down, something like that happens. I just spent uh, part of this afternoon watching all the additional material that's on the uh, Batman versus Robin. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good collection. If You, you have to buy the Blu-ray. Yeah, and, which I will. But they have, I mean, they have a bunch of, of the older and cherry-picked Warner Brothers cartoons from... You know, Batman um, the animated uh, Unlimited and Batman the Animated Series. And, um, and they got some yeah, Warner Bros. Ba- ba- just to correct, Batman Unlimited is a different thing. That is the series that started now. The kids, there's Batman Monster Mayhem. Yeah. That's Batman Unlimited. That's the kids-oriented. It's Batman the Animated Series, the adventures of Batman and Robin, and they merged because it's the same thing. Right. And oh, there was a Brave and the Bold And episode. there's Brave and the Bold, and there's The Batman. Right. Which there's also the, the Bugs Batman. Bunny Super Rabbit. Ah, yes. It was on it. and I only have that on Laserdisc, so yeah. I'd like to get that on Blu-ray. Yeah. Because that Laserdisc, I don't even know if it plays because it's like having a VHS. I don't have anything to play it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But the box set looks beautiful sitting in my garage. Uh, so, uh, yes, it's Batman Day. Uh, we were having some uh, diversity slash inclusiveness controversy, and Marvel has announced this week, of course, that Red Wolf, as we sort of suspected, is getting his uh, solo book. Uh, spinning out of the Marvel 1872 that's happening in ba- yeah. in uh, Secret Wars, so an extra dimensional Native American character from another reality will be fighting crime. And they did uh, say today that he will be wearing a shirt because the preview art was that it was already like it was so stereotypically Native, Native American, American yeah. you know, shirtless with a headdress. Still, at the time, paint. it was. I mean, I, it was Marvel premiere first, and then right, yeah. But it's a it's a different character now yeah. and so we'll see I think it's a, a good idea however there is controversy because the writer who I apologize the name escapes me right now has a controversy of being an online bully uh, some yeah. history and in fact is being a bit of a, a predatory at conventions uh, and again I think these are allegations I don't think these are proven and that's the kind of question is you know why are people who have well the comics industry is starting to turn the spotlight on itself with creators as far as the people that have had bad behavior are kind of getting chased out. Yeah. So, so behave yourselves. Uh, 
which is good. Nathan Edmondson. Oh, thank you. Um, and we're not we're not uh, trying to slander here. We this is just like I said, they're allegations. This is it's a controversy. It's news. But it's concerning because it draws away from the attention to the art. Right. Yeah. Right. Whereas a Native American is drawing the, uh, I believe, is doing the covers for it. So, okay. um, you know, that's really, again, a chance to be inclusive within, you know, and especially what we want it to be. It's the, it's, they're trying, Marvel's doing a heck of a job, really, when you think about this relaunch of just, it's a very diverse grouping. So he's extra tremendous. I, I was when I was reading, I, I breezed over the press release for this. See, I, I'm sorry, the article that was was not from within the comics industry. Yeah. So that's when they say alternate dimension is. I think they're really referring to Battle World. Oh, okay. I I, I think that's what. So it I was is. thinking. I really enjoyed. Remember the Eclipse comic, Coyote. Coyote. Or or Scout. Coyote. Uh, it was the it was the tri- coyote trickster god by Steve Lealoha. Right, right. Yes, I love that. And Steve Englehart, I think. Yeah, Englehart and Lealoha. The other one I love was Tim Truman's Scout. It is yeah, you know, if another you that, a great yeah. great book as well. Yep. And he did the best Lone Ranger and uh, and uh, Jonah Hex books too. Tim Truman with Joe R. Lansdale. Uh, and then we, you did you did mention and I didn't get a chance to click in and see what was included in this. But uh, Humble Bundle, which is uh, which probably gets all the money that Rick doesn't spend on other things, uh, it is a special bank account set aside just for Humble just Bundle. Just have an account, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is doing Neil Gaiman rarities. Yeah, they've got uh, both. For charity, right? Isn't it going? Well, uh, Humble Bundles always have. By nature. Percentage of it will go to charity. See, part, I don't know much part of it goes it, to the creators, and part of it goes to. I am a Scrooge. But you, you, there's this pie chart you can adjust as to what percentage you want to go to charity versus the humble bundle versus the creators, and so it's it's really give what you want. Um, but they usually have usually they have breakpoints. So there's like a fifteen dollar breakpoint, and right now there's an eighteen dollar breakpoint on additional items. So you can pay whatever you want, and you get like six books. Right, okay, so this is humblebundle.com/books, but it, and it's digital, right? right. Just to make sure that right. no one's thinking, oh, I'm going to. No, get you're not going to. You, you get you get the digital uh, PDFs and other uh, mobies or whatever for the pro stuff, but you. Um, now, can I can I redline those with my Apple pencil? Probably, <laughs> probably yeah. the PDFs. So the. I had to feel trendy and I'm with it today. Oh, yes. indeed, this today. Um, no, there, there's like six of them in the, in the standard one, but throughout the campaign, the campaign, I think it's got 13 days to go, um, they will release additional volumes. So right now it's it's like an, an astounding like 18 different items that include comics and anthologies that he's in and prose, prose novels. So worth checking out. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a Star Wars Humble Bundle right now too. There is. Yeah. Games? Yeah. Uh, no audio audiobooks and audio, you're and, right yes and uh, dramatizations yes. so all three of the radio dramas for a new hope and empire and jedi are in the there. old npr ones yeah yeah oh wow Perry um, King is the awesome. uh, the tales of the jedi uh, dramatic uh, audio dramas in there uh, i think right now there's like 12 of them yeah it's coming to a close soon though i think I think it's around sixteen dollars for everything, and you can find cool. all. You can find both of those. Just go to Humble Bundle, and there's tabs across the top for books and games and audiobooks and that kind of stuff. It's so, really neat. Yeah, yeah cool. it's worth getting on their list. All right, and uh, I, we are. Yeah, we'll still continue here. We've got a little uh, section of the podcast which we refer to as. What's in the bag? What's in the bag? 
That's right. This is the section where we go through what we have purchased this week at your lo- our local comic shop. Uh, Rick purchases from Hijinx in uh, Hijinx Comics in Willow Glen. Uh, I purchased from Elusive Comics and Games in Santa Clara, California, and Nate purchased from Earth Two Comics in Sherman Oaks. So, Northridge. oh, you go to the Northridge store. Sorry, Earth Northridge Two. is closer now to where I work. Yes. Okay. So Makes either sense. way, they're both owned by the same person. So uh, let's begin with you, Nate. Did you get a chance to go? I what? certainly did. Uh, it was a good day for Nate. It was a great day. What'd you pick up? The first item in my bag is, of course, The Walking Dead number 146. I don't know why we don't just change the name of the segment. (laughs) The Walking Dead and other books. One issue of Walking Dead came out this week. (laughs) Okay. Uh, After the terrible reveal of last month's issue... You have the group deciding how they're going to react. And it is great. Sounds like a therapy session. We have to get consensus <laughs> That was the, that was the terrible reveal. It's all been a dream. So are they leading up to a 150 event? or a, Yes, it's Bobby be, in the shower. I mean, they hint in the letters that there's going to be like a 150 event, a 149 event. Uh, possibly even a 148 event. Wow. So leading up to big carnage, I think. Car- crossover with carnage? Okay. Yes. Good. All right. Rick, what's in your bag? Cletus. Okay, the first thing in my bag... Do it. ...is Star Wars Shattered Empire, which is part of the journey to Star Wars The Force Awakens. Uh, this is issue one with uh, Rucka... Chichetto? Chichetto? Sure. And uh, Mosa. And I haven't read it at all, but it's got it's got all the major players from the end of uh, for some, Return I read of the it. Jedi. And for some, you read it? I did. You did? Well, Nate, how'd you I like it? it? Was it good? It, it was okay. It's definitely... So, I was confused by it. I thought it was going to be right after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that's where the cover looks. Right, but the way they do it is they start during the... uh, during that space battle you can see while Luke is fighting with Darth Vader and the Emperor. Right. So, they start in that battle as characters in that battle oh, yeah. and then it goes on from there. So you kind of catch up to starts so, during the Battle of Endor. So they're overlapping a bit. Right. It's, but it's not on Endor. It's outside. It's on, right. it's at the Death Star. Right, right. And the uh, Super Star Destroyer. And then you catch up to the celebration on Endor and then like the last few pages are okay, this is what happens next. Okay. So it's kind of a recap, but a side story recap. So have you been buying the other Star Wars titles, or any of them? Uh, not all of them, just the main Star Wars title. I did not buy Darth Vader or Princess Leia. Is there another one? There's Lando. Lando. That's not out yet. No, Lando's no, out. Lando's out. Is like, it? I thought uh, it was the third issue. Come, no, third issue's coming. Oh, Chewbacca's not out Chewbacca's yet. not out yet. They just announced a C-3PO. 
and I believe there'll be an in numb book. I could not get a rise out of Drew on that one. Uh, you know, the sad thing is, so I think this was delayed a week because uh, this one, yeah, Shattered Empire, because apparently if you w- worked within the comics industry, it was in your uh, in the comp box. Yeah. So uh, you know, it, it's there were there are people out there that knew ahead of time what this was about, but. Uh, so, so Nate, if you you have been reading the standard Star Wars book, yeah, and how do you think this compares to that? <clears throat> I mean, based on just this issue, I prefer the standard Star Wars book. Okay, but if this is going, I mean, I'm very interested in a prequel to uh, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. So, I'd like to fill in this 30 year gap. Yeah. I don't think they're going to do that by December 18th, though. No. They are. Are, are you they kidding? They are. They can through. do it. You're going to get three issues that will fill in 30 years. And mm-hmm. Yes. And then there will be like all, a, like a, like a, like a miniseries uh, that, you know, I mean, because we've got a Darth Vader. There's the crossover coming right. between all the books that already existed. So, please, this is Marvel. They can fit 30 years of continuity into three months. <laughs> but if they're smart, they won't. And no. they'll and, and, and they'll ask uh, Disney to delay the opening of the movie for when they accidentally slip behind and then add an issue to the whole thing. Right. So. That's right. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Uh, in mine, I'm I'm going a little bizarre. Well, let me go back to the Secret Wars uh, because a book that's been really fun and it's going to survive through into the new universe is A Force. So uh, this is also by Marguerite Bennett, who last week I. Uh, spotlit with uh, bombshells, and she's going to be part of that. Uh, she's writing a book for the new oh dog aftershock comics, the new imprint that's going to come out in December. There's a whole new uh, Hollywood based and Hollywood uh, deal based comics company coming, and Marguerite Bennett was one of their premier writers listed. So, A Force, which is the women of the Marvel universe banding together as a super team. Uh, definitely a fun miniseries within Secret Wars, and however they are going to justify how if these characters remember the battle world or not, not sure yet. But uh, they will exist in some form as a team, as an ongoing book in October. So I will call forth a force. Nate, what's next in your bag? My next book is issue five of Planet Hulk. Ah. ah, are you caught up now? On that? No, I've only read issue one of Planet Hulk. Okay, but the guy whose name I don't know that works at Earth Two, uh, this was his favorite Secret Wars book. He's like, oh, I'm so upset that this is coming to an end. It's had a lot of so, fun reveals. It wasn't Chris Colder. You'd know him. No, it wasn't Chris. The only the only problem I have with Planet Hulk is the only. Banner Hulk that we have is uh, Maestro, 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 Maestro. Yeah. Um. But there, there is a reveal in the at the end of the third book that's just awesome. And so you got to read that. Which before I think you mentioned last week. I mentioned that that was, and I was hoping that he was going to have read read it by now so we could discuss it. But I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah, for you. Nate, your wife and baby are elsewhere. You have time to do nothing yeah. but read comics. Yeah, I know, do? but I also I also have a DVR that's only has nine percent available, so I have to power through TV 
There's just too many things. Okay. I know. I know. I'm just giving you crap. All right. Next on your sack there. <laughs> My next one is a uh, Real quick, though. Yeah. Real quick. You mentioned Aftershock. Did you also mention that friend of the program, John Lehman? I did not mention I was, going to be, I was going to try to run a piece tonight about that, but you're right. Thank you for reminding us. John Lehman is also one of the premier writers listed as part of Aftershock. We should see if he's available to talk someday. We should. Pretty sure he would be. If Nate asks. So this book, my next book is a follow-up to my book, one of the books from last week, which is uh, the second in the of the one shots celebrating the 50 years of Shield at Marvel Comics, and that is Quake Number One, which is going to be the Daisy Johnson uh, book. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that's that's cool. I, I think in the third season they're actually going to turn into the superhero spy movie. Well, right. TV they, show that I wanted. Already, they've already leaked and said it's Secret Warriors. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. But it, it's it's kind of like they could have they could have built up faster and gotten to this in the second season. I would have been happier than what, what they actually did. Well, you know, and that's so. one of the questions now in the wake of Kevin Feige splitting the movie and TV division in a way it wasn't before is yeah. were, was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. being hobbled by plans with the Marvel Cinematic Universe and, and now that it's... For, uh, and now that it's... Well, Civil Winter War, but, 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 but also Age of Ultron last year. Yeah, that too. You know, were you were they there? And so, if it's really if it's split, we don't know yet. What are the yeah. consequences? Are are they still trying to coordinate? But even Joss Whedon left saying we're not. You know, no one cares about us. And another thing I'd say is, by the end of Agents of Shield season two, you didn't have to watch Agents of Shield at all to see Age of Ultron. And Clark Gregg said that it's like you know someone asked him why aren't you in Avengers two. And he said, because I died in one. And if you're not watching the show, you don't know. That. People are going to ask why you're back. You know, right. so. Right, 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 right. You know, unless they make it a big thing. I just want RDJ to guest star on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this year. And oh, that'd be it. cool. He might do it. Okay, uh, next in mine, I, I'm going to go for another uh, Marvel. Amazing Spider Man, Renew Your Vows, Dan Slott uh, writing. And I only bring it up because. Uh, it's all uh, I've already seen online that there is a revelation at the end of this that will have a direct impact. Oh, God, don't tell me what it is. No, I'm not going to. But it does have a direct impact on a major character who's not Spider-Man in the new, whatever they're calling their relaunch, uh, the all-new, all-different Marvel. There will be a major franchise that, had, that, that the ripples are going to be felt from this alternate universe of okay. Battle World. So if you haven't Ooh. caught Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows, which is already fun because it's... Peter Parker and Mary Jane married with a which, kid, which many of us happen to like yes. uh, as a concept. Uh, this was the chance to visit it, yeah. and unlike Convergence over at DC, it does feel like what hits here is going to stick in the all new, all different. You know, you know, there's going to be ways around yeah. that that these realities will happen somehow. There will be a ripple. So, go ahead. Next in your bag, Nate. The final book in my bag is. Another book that I've only read issue one of, but is coming to a close with issue five, and that's Future Imperfect. So if it's not Hulk, it's it's zombies. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Good. Future Imperfect, which uh, they do have a good trade of the original series, too. Uh, the oh, yeah. Two issues, yeah, too. The yeah. original Future Imperfect, Perfect, which yeah. was by a great Peter David. Peter wrote. David. Yes. Yes. Love that. And drawn by George Perez. Oh, God. It's a beautiful book. Yeah. Beautiful book. 
All right. I remember being but a lad and purchasing that day and date. How long did you spend on that first double-page spread of all the trophies in his trophy room? <laughs> trying to, to pick out each one of, what each one of was. Marvel does that better than DC. The, yeah. the, the trophy, trophy spreads. All right. What okay. is next on yours? It's actually a book the without l- pictures. Well, you're spoiling it. It's a prose novel that I picked up this week. We've already talked about one of those tonight. And it's Ian Fleming. Uh, with is, is it in present tense? No, I don't think so. Uh, with originally, but in the past it was tense when Anthony Hor- Horowitz said something dumb last week. Well, I I wasn't going to go there, but we have to. That was news. Okay, fine. So this is a new James Bond novel written by Anthony Horowitz using material from Ian Fleming, uh, Trigger Mortis, and on the back great it's name. kind of one of the great, it sp- is a great name. sparse back. Bond is back in this thrilling new novel featuring the return of Pussy Galore, Miss Money Plenty, M, and Bond's old adversary Smirsh, introducing Jeopardy Lane, a girl unlike any other Bond has encountered. Jeopardy Lane is a fantastic Bond girl name. Yeah. So I've read like the first three chapters of this, um, and I'm, people are complaining about Horowitz because he made some ill-conceived comments about what he thought Idris Elba would be as far as... He's not street enough, or he's, not, too, he's too street. His comment about why he didn't think he'd be a good James Bond, which... So he chose the wrong word. It doesn't make him... I mean, he apologized very nicely, and le- I think everybody just needs to move on. The thing about this book is, if people that's who, not what the internet does. People right? who are picking picking sure this do. up, if they, I'm hearing a lot of people complaining about about the book who have never read a James Bond novel before, and they don't know how they they are tautly written, sparse, um, but set in the past tense. S- set set in the in the sixties. And this is set. This is set in the sixties. This is set in the sixties. Then that's this what I want to read. That's the Bond I want to read. This takes place right after the novel Goldfinger. So Bond has taken Pussy Galore out of the U.S. for her own safety. So she's away from the mobsters who want to kill her, away from the CIA who wants to investigate her, and she's living in his flat in London. So when you say it was an outline from. Is there enough information? No. Was it an outline that Fleming had intended to write, and then he went on to? I didn't say outline. It's materials. Materials. Yeah. Okay. I, I sorry. I misunderstood. Misinterpreted. Yeah. Because I know that there's a lot of throwaway stuff. You know, because Sal gave us more info on on um, you know the man from Uncle Napoleon Dynamite. But right. What I'd heard was that he even just like wrote those down on a napkin. Napoleon said, Dynamite. Napoleon Solo. Napoleon Dynamite. Ian Fleming's Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite. Dynamite. <laughs> That'd, That'd be, be awesome. Would have been a much movie. different movie. Get Jason on that. Um, Indeed. He's not sleeping. Uh, but Napoleon Solo was like a name that he had just written on a napkin. Right. And got paid to do. You know, but Sal made it sound like he'd done a lot more. I don't know. I've read that, no, he just was tossing off names oh, and yeah. ideas all the time. Yeah. So. Well, it, a lot of a lot of the short stories and fragment stories, like Man with a Golden Gun wasn't a complete novel. So right, somebody went right. and finished it up for him. Well, and that's one of the problems with Thunderball. Yeah. He was, developed that outline and then decided to turn it into a novel. Sold movies. It, and then turn it into a novel. Yeah. So, so yeah. anyway, so anyway, this is set in the '60s, and Bond. We get a view of Bond that I think a lot of people are going to go, "That's not James Bond." But we have never seen this James Bond. This is James Bond after a amazingly epic adventure with the girl. He's still with the girl from that, and he's starting to get tired of her. 
and the 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 way just in the first couple of chapters i'm i'm appreciating horowitz's ability to play bond in ways we haven't seen but keep him true to the bond i feel like close enough to say i'm in picture i'm envisioning sean connery every step of the way in this in this uh, in this book i always see hoagie carmichael yeah well the and he's singing too um that's the, a direct description for me and Fleming. The, um, yeah, I know. Uh, the, 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 um, the details there, the, the, the MI6, the, the, everything, everything about this is ringing true for me. So I'm really, I'm really hoping that the book but carries it through. But the other thing when people say it's not a bond we've seen is like if you've read the novels, he does change. He I mean, goes there's through. A, he there's goes a through. basic reset version that's true. He he has a psychological breakdown in You Only Live Twice. I right. mean, he's, he's, and then and he gets, uh, he gets uh, reprogrammed by the, the Soviets to kill M. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that happens to Bond that people don't know because it never happened in the movies. Well, the now, yeah, the movies are a franchise with a largely you've got to get him back to the beginning. I mean, yeah. At least until Daniel Craig, which we understand right. has been right, more right. of an arc. And then, conversely, I haven't enjoyed Daniel Craig's movies quite as much because that's not the movie Bond. But I like the bo- I like the book Bond. We'll yeah. still have Dynamite coming forth with their Bond adaptation, which unfortunately did not yes. come out yet. Uh, so I do have a Dynamite book just because I, I had to pick it up because it was so bat guano insane as a concept. Alice Cooper versus Chaos, which is Evil Ernie and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Lady Death and... Right. Uh, I can't remember what my the, money's on Alice. I can't remember what the, what the vampire uh, purgatory is right, with an eye. Right. Uh, and then there's a demoness. Anyway, um, this looks like a Howard Chaykin cover. Really? No, 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 no. It just she has the jawline. It looked like it was. Let like me see. Me yeah, that she does. That does look like yeah, a Chaykin like mall. But uh, anyway, no idea. I was reading the Dynamite Alice Cooper book, which was kind of strange. Um, the artist is Joyce. Something. Running off of, uh, yeah, of uh, Neil Gaiman's Last Temptation. Right. Uh, Alice Cooper story. So they kind of, it was a very weird meta thing trying to create, like have a parallel re- reality where where uh, Rock and Ro- Alice's albums were actually creating a, a reality of him as the Nightmare Lord. And so it's kind of fun and silly. And then when you add the Chaos characters in, which I've never really liked very much, but... They're at least visually interesting, uh, you know. I thought, okay, it's it's weird, and I'll and I'll give it a shot. So, so Alice Cooper versus Chaos Comics. Uh, I think just calling it. Chaos. Is that your first Chaos comic? I think CrossGen bought them for a while. Really? And I yeah, hmm. I think they did. CrossGen did a a Lady Death redo, and I think they did an Evil Ernie too. And I met Brian Polito. First or second convention, had a conversation with them once. So I think I looked into them. I read them okay. rarely to do, and I saw you know there was an animated Lady Death film. So I I I got that DVD and watched that. I think it was sent to me to review. So I, I've seen I have some okay. familiarity with the characters. But it's just not my my thing, you know. Yeah. It's a shared universe of of nihilism just doesn't really appeal to me. Yeah, unless there's fun theatricality like Alice Cooper. I'm trying to remember the who, what's the uh, the company that does all the Alice in Wonderland and um, Zenoscope. Zenoscope. It's the same kind of like this is our female body model. And I really haven't gotten into Zenoscope either. Yeah. But 
to be fair to Zenoscope, they've tried other kinds of books, yeah. and nobody buys them. So, well, they got the new Robin Hood one. Have what does seen? she look like? She looks like all the other okay. Zenoscope characters, <laughs> yeah. only she's got a bow and she's missing an eye. So, intriguing. Yeah, it's like they have a spinner. Yeah. <laughs> We're sort of like that South Park episode with how family. Uh, Family Guy does episodes with manatees with balls that have words on them and they go through the hoop and that's how they write a joke. Uh, so Zenoscope creates it. Uh, no. They're very nice people at Zenoscope. It's just, it's not something it's not, I've gotten uh, into I'm, yet. I'm, yeah. I, I think I read like the first six or seven of Grimm's fairy tales because like, Elusive was letting me read them ahead of time. I'm yeah. Like, okay, you know, they were kind of, you know, I got it again, not for me, but I got I can see where there are people that really enjoy it. So, yeah. anyway. Um, we're gonna kind of gonna rush through. We're because we know that there's a, a rock band, literally the game, uh, gonna break out in a few minutes. Uh, but again, thank you to Seven Stars Bar and Grill for let us letting us be here in Paul Cunha, for letting us come here so that uh, we could all meet in a Star Wars environment to talk about Force Friday. Do you want to just say talk a couple things about movies and television? Yeah. Uh, you know that Wonder Woman now has a start date. I don't know if it has a director a start or start date. Start date. It's going to start in November. They're going to start filming in November okay. for Wonder Woman. Uh, so, And rumor is still... Whether they have a script or not. I don't hate it. And but they're going to stay with their current Wonder Woman? They've got a decade. Yeah, Gal Gadot remains as Wonder Woman. You know, after that initial rumor that Chris Pine was Steve Trevor, haven't heard a word. Okay. No, talk about that. So I'm thinking they might still be saving him for Hal Jordan. General Francisco Franco is, is still, still dead. Uh, and, Steve Trevor. And, uh, and Wonder Woman may take place in the 40s. Okay. Which is... I think that's a good idea. Which, you know, it, I think it's a good idea, but I, you know, I think, you know, that, I think that's what Joss Whedon had wanted to do. So maybe that's it, all they I know. Can't, I can't imagine Warner Brothers having It worked for Captain America. Yeah, exactly. Funny that it did, didn't it? Yeah. So... I, and who knows, once Superman vs. Batman comes out, which the other big rumor is that um, they wanna, they're asking Zack Snyder to go back and do little reshoots and, and uh, more, reshoot. more Affleck. They want more Affleck. They want a little less Superman and a lot more Batman. They're going to inject ba- Batman. And by Amiga, I think it's going to be reduced to SV Batman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, that's that's it. Uh, <laughs> so, And there was a brief flurry of terror today. Drew related, in that, uh, in, in that usually is but in Ireland. Uh, they're shooting. Oh. They began shooting episode eight, but because they coded it under saying it was just Star Wars, not which episode. Then a bunch of sites, oh. including Entertainment Weekly, ran with it that Force Awakens had gone back for reshoots, reshoots. this week, and it's really uh, that they're Ryan Johnson's. Uh, episode eight is going okay. is starting pre-production in Ireland. But even if that were true, even if they're going in for reshoots, that's not uncommon. You find out in editing. Oh, you know what? We need three seconds here. No, no, no I understand that. Yeah. But you know, the last movie that had a major report of reshoots, it turned out that not only was it not that uncommon, but it was a pointless exercise in trying to save a bomb, which was fantastic. Four, fantastic. Well, sure, but that was. A, Almost an entire reshoot of the film. Yes, didn't yeah. save it. Other than a couple, and that was a, a movie we knew was going to be terrible has, months and months before right. it was oh, even yeah. announced. Right. Everything, everything has reshoots. That's nothing. Pick up. No, no, things. absolutely. Yeah. It, it makes people a little nervous when it's only through. But it turned out it was all. Uh, uh, just a, it's all for episode eight. It's all for episode eight, and so let us leave there. So, are they shooting uh, Rogue Squadron? Rogue One. Rogue, Rogue One is in production. I'm never going to get that title right. 
It's my understanding it has nothing to do with Rogue Squadron, so okay. it's probably good. <laughs> it, is, it is in production. They are shooting. One yeah. day you will get it right. I will get it. We should just go call it Akbar's 11 and be done. Uh, back to Kevin Rubio, who, by the way, had the best Force Friday post at all. I don't know if you saw it. Hmm. He said, I got there too late. I couldn't get the Sphero. This was all that's left. And he'd taken a picture of a tangerine and a little oh, yeah. bottle cap on the top. <laughs> so I thought, oh, that was pretty funny. Maybe, uh, maybe Kevin Rubio is who we saw standing there hugging the pint glasses. <laughs> I know he was down in L.A. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, but, you know, he has family up here. Anyway, uh, so let's move to television. we got a revelation, which you actually have on Fanboy Planet, the trailer from Dragon Con. Diggle is in armor for season four, looking a lot like Crime Buster. They haven't... It looks like Magneto. But, which also kind of looks like Crime Buster. Okay. So, you know, it, it's... I know it does look like the movie Magneto, but they actually said it was his inaugural... The press release said it was his inaugural street armor or something like that. They wouldn't call it his costume or anything like that, so... I think the idea is that, like, Arrow has evolved in costuming, that right. Diggle is going to become some character that well, who didn't exist before the show. He's named after Andy Diggle, the writer, uh, that had made Green Arrow popular in comics. Uh, so that he's going to evolve into something that we don't know. But they did flash as well, of course, John Constantine yeah. on season four. So very excited about that. Um, and just before uh, we sat down to podcast... So we don't have this up on the site, but maybe by Friday I would. Seth Rogen has tweeted the first promotional poster for Preacher for uh, yes. TNT. So it's, uh, it looks right in line. It's a good, arresting, bold image, which is no doubt going to get picketed. But as I said before, I think, you know. We can uh, only hope. I don't know. I mean, yeah. It is, but you knew it was going to be a controversial show from the beginning. So Yeah, it's, I mean. From the word go, everything about that is going to be controversial with people who are small-minded in their superstition. Yeah. It, it, it's called Preacher and does not star Michael Landon. So, yes. yeah, it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got Paul. I'm in a Michael Landon Owner of the bar, Paul, what did you get for, for Force Friday? Oh. I know you told us ahead of time, but, you know, come on around. Jump over to the bar. It's yours. It's, you know, you own the place. We want some last words from, from the bar owner. Oh, we talked about it earlier a little bit. I got um, nothing that I wanted. <laughs> I, did, I did end up walking out with... Um, Four shot glasses. Uh, no, no, no. And I, I passed on the pint glasses, too. I saw those there. Um, Easy, Mac. I walked out with a few of the first order stormtroopers. I did get some SpaghettiOs. Not you the did? Mask. I, okay. Yeah. SpaghettiOs, yeah. Did you um, open them? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. I, the SpaghettiOs or yeah, the... the SpaghettiOs. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that was for communion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, yes. no, no. It's really good stuff. Yeah. No. I know. Um, I've, been, I've been enjoying the Star Wars cereal. No, that's good stuff. Good yeah. Stuff. <laughs> uh, I got a few action figures. I got lucky with two Black Series figures. One was shuffled off to the side. And for people um, who don't know, the Black Series, what's, what's special about that? Six inch, um, how many points of articulation? It, it's it, twenty four, something like that. As opposed to the the standard ones, which are three and three and three, three, three quarters, quarters, and have like six points of articulation less. Yeah. Um, these uh, 
I, they, they were two main characters. I, I, did, I overlooked that. I didn't, uh, because I didn't get the ones I wanted, I was kind of, you know, disappointed with what I got. But uh, no, I got uh, Ray and I got Finn. Uh, cool. Two very good figures, for sure. Good. And uh, yeah, I right. a few other things. But, did uh, you do any so we Force Friday celebration here? We did extremely well over the weekend, uh, in part... Well, because we had uh, Wizard World. You had because we, yeah, World no, too, we yeah. did uh, an amazing uh, amount of business uh, because of Wizard World. And that's a story in it itself right there. Um, WWE Diva page mm-hmm. showed up. I don't, oh, cool. if, I don't know if you heard about that. Awesome! Ah, I did that? see. I saw What's your Nate? photo. Oh. I saw your photo on uh, on Facebook uh, with her. Very cool, Nate. I didn't know you were there. How you doing, man? Hey, Paul. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, it was a lot of fun, and I know um, I know that we got people in from Force Friday because we were talking about that, and uh, we definitely got uh, a bunch of people in from Wizard World, just from word of mouth people talking about it. Um, very good. Very good. excellent. All right. Well, so if you're listening to this podcast and you are thinking this place sounds like it's fun to hang out at, uh, you're right. You're right. You absolutely you are, are correct. You are. And so, how do people find this place now, Paul? Uh, best bet is to look us up on Facebook. That's uh, how we get most of the info out. Uh, what's going on? What we have going on here? Uh, Instagram as well. Up to date. Uh, what's it's, going on throughout it's the, the night? number seven and the then number stars. seven stars bar and grill. Yeah, and on Twitter, you're Seven Star Bar, right? Correct. Yes. Okay, and what's the address? 398 South Bascom Avenue. Excellent. In San Jose, California. So once again, we thank Paul for hosting us tonight and letting us be here and, and letting us enjoy If you're coming to California to go to Disneyland or the Golden Gate Bridge or whatever, or both. In the middle. This is in the middle. <laughs> you just of. come here first. There you go. <laughs> and get the linguisa corn dog. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, yes. Well, all right then. Thank you very much. And once again, and you can follow us at Fanboy Planet on Twitter, uh, at Fanboy Planet on Instagram, Facebook at Fanboy Planet, uh, or Facebook.com slash Fanboy Planet. And of course, find us at www.fanboyplanet.com where they, there is this, uh, this page as well, uh, and Amazon links, all that. We've talked about it. I'm Derek McCaw, editor in chief of fanboyplanet.com. Bye, <laughs> I'm Paul Cunha. I'm Drew Campbell. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to <laughs> use your use powers, powers only for only good. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com. Yeah, cool. it's worth getting on their list. All right, and uh, we are. Yeah, we'll still continue here. We've got a little uh, section of the podcast which we refer to as Nate. Oh, my God. <laughs> you want to try that again? What are we talking about? Uh, you started singing. You cut, cut out. out. Oh, damn it. Nate. All right. Introduce me again.
We come now to that segment of the podcast that we call What's in the bag? What's in the bag? 